Hello, basketball fans. My name's Beckham. And I'm his dad. And this is the podcast where we give a new and old hey. perspective on the world of basketball. This is The Basketball Kid. Hey, everybody. This is Beckham. Hey, and I'm his dad. And today we're going to be talking about the best rookie seasons ever. I'm really excited for this episode. We've been waiting a long time to do one. I'm sorry that we haven't gotten one recently. So, yeah, this is just... I'm glad that we have the time now. We've been doing a lot of stuff. So I'm glad that we have the time now to, like, do an episode. So. Okay, so this, so this, like you said, is going to be the the top 10, 10 to 1. That's how we're going to do it, right? Yes, sir. Um, of the best NBA rookie season of all time. So it goes across... 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I mean, all the way to today of who had the best record and the best, you know, best season, basically, for the first year. And also, today, I'm going to be saying a lot of these because if we go back and forth, I mean, like, my dad, he's going to say a lot of the people from his era, and he doesn't, I mean, I'm not, like, downing on you or anything. I'm just saying I've looked this up more than he has, too. So far, so I think it'll just be better if we do a like back and forth with each one I say. Yeah, I do. A, I, I'll, I'll give a little bit of perspective here and there, but you you did a lot of background work, and you said there were even some surprises. You know, yeah. some of the some of the greatest ever aren't even part of this list because that their rookie season wasn't you know one of the best ones, right? Yeah. Okay. So all right. Well, let's uh let's start off. Let's go number ten. Who you got? Number ten. I have Michael Jordan. A number ten. Yes, this is the biggest surprise because a lot of people regard him as one of at least the top five rookies of all time. But if you actually look at it overall, like I went deep, as I said, if I would have just went like into normal work, like most people do it, it really like Jordan would be one of the top people. But the facts are that Jordan, he immediately turned around the Chicago Bulls as a rookie. In the 84 to 85 season. Yeah. And he was he's widely thought of the greatest basketball player of all time. Of course, we both think he is. But he wasn't even close to fully formed as a rookie. But even so, he still averaged 28.2 points and shot over 50%. While also averaging about seven rebounds and six assists. That sounds really good. That's I mean, to me, that seems like a top five. So I'm kind of curious to see who who is actually a lot higher than him. So... Okay, well, that's, I mean, you got the GOAT at number 10. So what, um, who do you have for number nine for the the best rookie? Or do you have anything else to say on, on Jordan? Um, the only other thing to say on Jordan is the fact that he was a starter in his rookie season. At the time of the 80s, you still had Bird, Magic, all of their teams. And then you also had the great Sixers. You still had the up-and-coming I mean, Rockets, they had the big duo of Ralph Sampson and, and Hakeem Olajuwon. I think a lot of people weren't thinking about them at the time. Yeah. yeah, and then you also have, you just have a ton of different aspects. So it's kind of crazy that Jordan in his rookie season was the starting shooting guard. Okay. But moving on from that. Okay, so, so number, number nine, who do you got? Number nine, I have Wes Unseld. Oh, now, famous uh, Washington guy. Yes, and most people think he is one of the greatest rookies of all time. I don't know above Michael Jordan, but I think he is. 
Because both of these two players that I just named played all 82 games. Okay. Which is imp- very impressive. And nowadays, that's almost impossible. Most yeah, rookies don't only, play that. I mean, there's only a couple people who are even like close to stardom that actually play all 82 games. And um, but Wes averaged 13.8 points and 18.2 rebounds, along with 2.6 assists per game and 47.6 percent from the field. And what year did you say that was? This was in 68 to 69. So who? I mean. Of course, some of our, our listeners are going to know, but I mean, remind me. So if he averaged 18 rebounds, who were some of his, like, when he started, who were some of his competitors at that time? Um, so, of course, you still had, like, an older Wilt. Okay. He was still there. Um, I think Bill Russell was out by then. Um, it's it's kind of hard with that era because, again, I'd have to do a lot more re- – I didn't go too in depth. Dang it! But there, but there was a lot more. There was a lot more centers. I think that were more prevalent, especially with rebounds and all that. Big guys. We we were impressed with him on the, on the you know him being on the all time team, um for his team and you know his size and everything else and he's stuff. Six, what he could seven. do. Yeah, six seven. But he's he's he got eighteen. You say average eighteen rebounds in the first season of him. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and also Wes Unseld. The bottom line of this entire rookie season is the fact that Wes Unseld joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only players in NBA history to win Most Valuable Player and Rookie of the Year in the same season. Wow. And they're still the only players to fall off that feat, which surprised me because I thought Kareem did it, and then I looked deep into it, and Kareem, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? No, he didn't do it. He didn't win MVP in his rookie season. Okay. But Wes Unseld... The thing with him is he didn't put up a lot of points like Chamberlain or um, or Kareem or any of them. But um, but he was dominant on defense and the boards. And he was 6'7", again, against tall centers still. Yeah, I mean, even that, even that day and age, that was still a short center. He averaged a career-high 18.2 rebounds as a rookie and had 22 rebounds against the Detroit Pistons in his first NBA game. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. I mean, that that's dominant from from minute one. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. So okay. I just saw that, and I'm like, Jordan was good. He won Rookie of the Year, but did he win MVP? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, everybody nobody knew what was going on with Jordan, how great he was, but I mean, he was impressive to start out with. But they still had so many stars when he first started that it was that was crazy. Wow. Okay. So who uh what what who do you have next? Next, we have Tim Duncan at number eight. Okay. I definitely thought he was going to be higher than this. I, again, y'all, some of these, I'll tell you if it's a shock to me. And this is a shock because Tim Duncan, I thought was like a top three rookie because he came in and Tim was so dominant. Tim averaged 21.1 points per game and 12 rebounds per game, along with three assists and 55% from the field. Well, most of his shots were probably right at the goal. I mean, that's that, and that's he what he played all 82 games. Wow. So, the the thing with him is he's one of the only NBA players to make the all-NBA team as a rookie and also make the all-defensive team as a rookie. Oh my goodness. And he was named an all-star and his team he led his team more in the playoffs because the thing is, you had David Robinson, right? And then you had Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott 
was a good small forward for, like, if any of you guys don't know who Sean Elliott is, Sean Elliott was a dominant power forward for the Spurs, but he was really the go-to second option for David Robinson. Okay. And then Tim Duncan came in, and it was just like... It shifted him to third. Yeah. Wow, it's not a bad third option, though. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Well, wow. He's all the way down to eight. So let's see. Uh, next, we got seven. Who do we got at number seven? At number seven, we have Larry Legend, Larry Bird. Okay. Now, this is one where a couple different like things that I looked at, it said that he was like a top three rookie of all time. But with me, I have to base it also on the stats compared to the future people. But... I mean, Bird won it over Magic. And Magic, that year, won finals MVP. And he led the Lakers to a title as a rookie. But Bird won rookie of the year. So it's like... Those those guys were... Ever since college, those guys were fighting. I mean, fighting each other. And it was really... I I, I mean, when Bird and Magic came in the league, it was like all of a sudden it was their league and it was them two. Which is crazy of how much talent and how many people they had... On different, you know, not just their teams, but on different teams and everything else, and but yeah, I mean, it just it seemed like it just became their league. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, but the thing with Bird is he turned the Boston into a legitimate title contender from like moment number one of him coming on the court. He literally led them to the Eastern Conference Finals as a rookie, which means it isn't like he got like caught in the first round. And lost, and then Magic went on to win Finals MVP. And Magic edged him out, but not by much. Not by much. I mean, Bird literally competed against. I think it was the Sixers. I'm pretty, if I'm not mistaken. So Bird lost to Dr. J. That's, I mean, come on, that's pretty good. Still, yeah, that's really good. He lost to one of the greatest small forwards of all time, and Bird averaged about 21 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. Five assists per game and 47% from the field in all 82 games. See, and when, when people talk about Bird, I mean, I've this is something we constantly talk about because I make sure that my son understands the impact the Bird has. Bird was, I mean, you, you look at any of those things about like ultimate trash talker and not just talking, but finishing. You know, he you can literally look up videos and stuff of him or other people talking about him telling somebody what he's going to do and then going out and literally just shooting it in their face and making it. And nobody was able to back it up the way that he could. And that's just something that I just, I just think that's, that's something you don't see today, not just with the confidence, but also you, you got plenty of trash talk. And they do somewhat. Nobody trash talked like he did and could also back it up. So that was something that was, I don't know, it was just unmatched. And so it was kind of, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're putting that in there and talking about him because his impact is a lot more than people want to give credit for. But I think it's really cool that, like you said, he had the 10 rebounds. Everybody always thinks Larry Legend, you think it's the points, and you're also thinking that he's getting, you know, I mean, he's, he's Larry Legend, he's three-pointer. That's what he does. Yeah. He was also getting boards. Which, I mean, he was, how tall was he? Wasn't he like 6'10 or something? Or? He was 6'9. 6'9, okay. The craziest thing to me is that, he was only 220. Only 220. Okay. He was only 220, which means if y'all don't know a home, I almost, I mean, I'm six foot and I almost weigh as much as Bird did. It's well, like, yeah, because he was skinny. I mean, he was skinny for that height. If you look at him, I mean, like, to compare him to somebody, I mean, someone like LeBron today, LeBron probably weighs like 
I mean, he's six foot nine and LeBron. Two forty or something, isn't he? Or two thirty five? Probably more than that. He probably weighs closer Maybe. to two fifty, but oh, he doesn't okay. look like it. Well, yeah, he's in good shape, but it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, all right, well, cool. Well, who? Uh, so, who? What do we got? Number six now. Number six. Who we got? Shaq. Wow, Shaq came in immediate. I remember when Shaq did that. You got him at six. Yes, and well, let, let's hear stats. What do we got for Shaq? Stats. Again, the eight the eighty two games is crazy. Shaq was eighty one games, so yeah, missed one game. Boo hoo. <laughs> I mean, he still got it, and he was seven foot one, three hundred twenty five pounds coming into the league. That's a big boy. Oh yeah. And he averaged twenty three points, fourteen rebounds, two assists, and fifty six percent from the field in eighty one games. I'm pretty sure his rookie year he just dunked it every time. <laughs> I mean, you ought to get pretty good field goal percentage. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, I remember that. He just he would dunk it, and nobody could stop him. So it's like, why not dunk it? I mean, that's what he did all the time. Well, what shocks me is Shaq in his rookie season actually put up career highs in games because he um he never played nearly close to eighty one games ever again. So that was a career high rebounds per game. Thirteen point nine is a career high. I did not know that. I thought he. Averaged oh, that more. was the even when he got Finals MVPs and all the other. He didn't average that stuff. He might have averaged like thirteen point five, but thirteen point nine that is his career high in rebounds, and he averaged a career high in blocks, three point five. Whoa! So he just exploded. <laughs> yeah, I I do remember that he. I mean, it was it was a crazy thing because when Shaq hit the scene, you know, in his rookie season, and did he was bullying veterans. Like he he was literally just bullying them, and there's only a, a couple of them that could that could even stick with him, and now I mean that scared everybody. They're like, wow, what what do we do with this monster? Like what we have no idea what to do with him, and so I just I remember that. So that's but he's all the way down at sixth. Yes, because number five is a dude named Elgin Baylor, who I've talked oh. about before, and most people would look at his stats and be like, okay, Shaq might be better, Shaq might not be, but I mean like. It could go either way. But the thing with Shaq is Shaq in his rookie season, he didn't lead the Bulls. Not the Bulls. He didn't lead the Magic to a championship to, like, the finals in his rookie season. He led them to the finals two years after his rookie season. The thing with Elgin Baylor is Elgin Baylor led his team immediately to – the NBA Finals, where they lost to the Celtics, which was Bill Russell. But okay. this was before, I mean, this was before Jerry West and Wilt came on the team. And before, like, every other big name, like, before them. Because the the bottom line of his career is few players can claim that they truly saved an NBA franchise. I mean, someone like LeBron could claim it, but he really didn't completely saved them, like they would have been fine, even if they wouldn't have gotten him. But had Elgin Baylor not signed with the Lakers in 1958 and skipped his senior season of college, the team would have declared bankruptcy and folded entirely. We would have never seen Magic. We would have never seen Kareem on that stage. We would have never seen Kobe. Never seen, I mean, All, the, all the stars, yeah. We would yeah. have never seen those stars, any of them. 
But Elgin was the reason that we got to see Showtime. Do you think Elgin wasn't talked about as much because he, I mean, what year did you say that was? It was older. 1958. And the thing with Elgin is they actually won. Elgin in 1971 retired like two games into the season. And then in 1972, the Lakers won the championship. Elgin went 0 for 8 in the finals in his wow. career. That is why he has not talked about a bunch. But the thing is, Elgin lost to Bill Russell in pretty much all of those years. Oh, wow. Okay. But but still, so what was the stats then? His stats were 70 games played, so a lot less than the others. But that's still a decent amount. And he averaged 25 points per game, 15 rebounds per game, 4 assists per game, and 41% from the field. Wow. Which means he averaged more rebounds than Shaq. And he also... He was a small forward, right? Yeah. Okay. And he... I mean, Elgin Baylor was only six foot five, two twenty five, And he averaged 14 rebounds? Yeah. That's crazy. And Elgin, in his rookie season, he finished second in, in the NBA in scoring and again led them from last place. I forgot to mention that. Last place all the way to the NBA Finals. And That's wild. That's really wild. All right. Well, who – Um. so he's number five, right? Yep. Number four, who do we got? Number four, we have an old dude that almost nobody would know. I asked my dad, and he was like, I've heard the name because just because of me. Pretty much just because of me. Who is it? Walt Bellamy. Oh, yeah. You did say that name. I, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about him, to be honest. So what, what can you tell me about, about him? Walt Bellamy. He played in the time of Wilt Chamberlain. His rookie season, he, well, he was drafted in 1961. So what a bit, was his position? He was a center. Oh, so okay. He actually did fight up against Bill Russell, Bob Pettit, Wilt Chamberlain, all of them. He averaged in his rookie season 79 games, so almost all of them, and then 32 points per game, 19 rebounds per game, 3 assists per game, and 52% from the field. Damn. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. He, it really was crazy. But the thing is, with these next three players after him, it's just so hard with the time they played in because he didn't have to face them all the time. So... <laughs> who, did he, uh, who did he play for? He played for the New York Knicks, which at the time... Well, no, he didn't play for the New York Knicks at that point. He played later in his career. At the time, he played for the Chicago Packers slash Zephyrs. The Chicago Packers? Which essentially were the Washington Bullets. Oh, Just okay. the oldest version, literally almost when they started, he played okay. for them. Okay. And, I mean, come on. He holds the most field goals by a rookie record, 973. And his scoring and rebounding averages as a rookie trail just Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Is there is there any reason? I mean, the stuff you looked up and everything. Is there any reason why he wouldn't be talked out talked as much? I mean, did he not last that long? Or did he? Because that's that's crazy. He stats. played thirteen seasons, and with Walt Bellamy, he won Rookie of the, the of the Year that season. But he was elected into the Hall of Fame despite never winning an NBA title and only making the All Star team fourteen. 
four times. Okay. So not as many all-star things, which, again, that was the, the era of centers. I mean, really, that was insane. And you never know. And back then, they could have had, like, literally true positions and only have, like, five players per all-star game. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know what that was like then, but that so yeah, so he only doing it four times but then never making it to, you know And he won the Hall of Fame. He he made it into He the made it into the Hall of Fame. Wow. Okay. Well that's cool. Why well, I, I would suggest for any of our uh any of our listeners, I mean look up Walt Bellamy. We'll probably be talking about him in a later video because that's that's pretty impressive. It's W A L T B E L L A M Y. Walt Bellamy. Okay. All right. Well, that's awesome. Okay. So that's number four. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to know who the top three are then, right? Yeah. Okay. So who we got for three? Three is Kareem. Kareem. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. A lot of people think they're like, what are you talking about? Kareem is number one, maybe number two. I mean, like him and another player that we're going to talk about. So what, so what stats, I mean, what stats did Kareem, I mean, I know he's, he was impactful from minute one and then did it for, like, 20 years. I mean, he was always impactful. But what what were his stats as a, as a rookie? His stats were all 82 games played, and he averaged 28.8 points per game, 14.5 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game, and 52% from the field. Wow. I, I think it's impressive for all these guys to average a double-double in your rookie season. Like, that's that's insane. He won... NBA Rookie of the Year honors that year, and he led the NBA. He led his team, the Milwaukee Bucks, to an NBA title in the second season. So okay, why I would probably regard him as number two, maybe number one before, is because I thought he actually led him to the title in his first season, but he didn't, and he won Most Valuable Player in his in his rookie season. So that's okay. like. That's crazy. Him and Wes unsold. I mean, that's just... That's crazy. That's okay. crazy. And the thing about him was he was literally one year right after Wes, which means back-to-back. Like yeah, that is. Insane all-time I bet, that would, I bet that would have been crazy to see them together then. Against I mean, really. each other. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That's crazy. All right, well, he's number three, so... I think I know who one of your two is. Who's who's number two? Who do you think one of my two is? Just uh, Wilt's got to be up there somewhere. Wilt is my number one. Uh, okay, we'll get to him. So two, who's number two? Number two is Oscar Robertson. Oh, see, I think Oscar is one of those that you hear. I hear stuff about Oscar the same way I hear stuff about um, uh, Elgin. Like you hear that, oh, they were great players, but then they don't really put them in discussions of one of the best of you know positions. Yeah. So I heard of Oscar. I mean, different little bits. So what what was his rookie season like? Well, he was a rookie. He was drafted in nineteen sixty. Okay. So this is way back when. <laughs> he was six foot five, two oh five as a point guard. So not, that was a big point guard at the time. He was decent, tall, wasn't and he also had muscle. So that was a big factor in why he was so dominant. Okay. And he played, I mean, we're from Cincinnati, so he played on the Cincinnati Royals in his rookie season. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's not even a thought of anybody that lives there now, but uh, yeah. But he, his rookie stats, he averaged 30.5 points per game, 
10.1 rebounds per game, 9.7 assists per game, and 47% from the field and played 71 games. Almost a triple-double. Almost a triple-double, and that was almost unheard of, too, because he averaged 30 points in his rookie season. Like, yeah, that's... dang. And he wow. averaged 10 rebounds, which means he literally averaged as much as almost league-leading today as a point In 1960. <laughs> against Wilt and, and Walt... Bellamy. Um, yeah, Wes Unsell, like we were saying, and different. West, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. They had some crazy talent then. And he almost averaged a triple double in his rookie season, but he actually, like, he put up a triple double in his first season. Like, no, like, in his first game. And then he was named NBA All Star Game Most Valuable Player as a rookie when he came up just one rebound short of a triple double. Yeah, that's wow, that's crazy. Okay, so that's number two. Now we've already talked about number we didn't talk about number one, but we said who it was. I, I figured it was gonna be Wilt. Um I don't remember all his stats and everything, but I remember that he I mean, he dominated the whole time he was in. But I know his rookie season was just above anything ever, anybody ever heard of. So what what was his rookie year? When when did he start? So he started in So we're talking about Wilt Chamberlain now, number one. I know we already said Wilt Chamberlain. He started in 1959. 59, okay. So he was the year before Oscar. Okay, that's some crazy talent year after year after. I mean, that was, that was <laughs> this wild. This is crazy. Wait, hold on. Wait, so Elgin was drafted in 1958. Then Wilt was drafted in 59. And then Oscar was drafted in 60. So you had Yeah, that was some three amazing... You have three of some of our top ten drafted consecutively. Yeah, that's that's insane. So what what were Wilt's uh, stats? So Wilt, the rookie Wilt, year. So Wilt played seventy two games, and averaged thirty eight points, twenty seven rebounds, two assists, and forty six percent from the field. One most valuable player and rookie of the year. And I mean, you said how many rebounds did he average? Twenty seven. 27? Yes, and 37 points, which means he's even higher than Walt. He's higher than every single other person. In those two categories, He's yeah, he's literally higher than every single other person. Wow, that, that's ever. insane. And that was as a rookie, which means he that, those were some of his highest numbers, but they weren't his highest. He came into the league like that. Like, it's crazy to think what he would do in today's league for me. Because yeah. facts about Wilt, Wilt had, he was a track star. He, if you look it up, he literally almost ran as fast as like De'Aaron Fox. And that's the fact. To get down the court, he probably had to take like four steps. Yeah. He's like over seven foot tall. Like and he's a big guy. Wilt also had a 48 inch vertical, the same vertical as Jordan. And Wilt also with how lengthy he was, Imagine with that vertical, that speed, how lengthy he was, how good he was just, like, at using all of it together. And his strength, like, how fast would he go for blocks? Like, I, they didn't even record blocks when he came in the league, which means I think Wilt probably averaged close to about 10 blocks a game probably when he first came in. So then not recording blocks for him is kind of like with not having a three-point line for Jerry West. Yeah, I mean, I think, you don't really know what they would have been capable of because it wasn't it wasn't possible then. I mean, but, they, it wasn't recorded. But with Wilt, 
I think if he would have had the um, the blocks per game and everything that we have today too, I mean, steals-wise, he was still really good with steals. And I think if they would have just had all that, Wilt would have probably been considered the best player of all time. But it's just hard because we don't have all those stats. So me saying about 10 blocks per game is an estimate. But anyways, yeah, that's pretty much all. That's I mean, pretty much it. So we covered the uh, – what, what did we cover today? Today we covered the best rookie seasons ever with ranging from Michael Jordan at, the, at number 10 to Wilt Chamberlain, who is actually getting the Rookie of the Year award honored like for him. Okay, makes so, sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed. My name is Beckham. And I'm his dad. And that was The Basketball Kid.